Mostly Stories. I'm your host, Benjamin Beecher, and in this series, we flip through the pages of some of my favorite books that I used to read growing up. Some of these stories have been told many times before, some you may have never heard of. In any case, I hope you enjoy Mostly Stories. Today we will be reading How Thor Found His Hammer by Hamilton Wright Maybe. The frost giants were always trying to get into Asgard. For more than half the year, they held the world in their grasp, locking up the streams in their rocky beds, hushing their music and the music of the birds as well, and leaving nothing but a wild waste of desolation under the cold sky. Quick little announcement before we get rolling with today's story. Um, if you are a returning listener, you may notice that the mic quality sounds very different. That is because my pieces are finally starting to come in the mail, and I am able to set up my mic as needed. So, this is much better than where it was at, and it will only continue to get better from here. Uh, And if you are new, please enjoy this episode. They hated the warm sunshine, which stirred the wild flowers out of their sleep, and clothed the steep mountains with verdure and set all the birds a-singing in the swaying treetops. They hated the beautiful god Baldair, with whose presence summer came back to the ice-bound earth. And above all, they hated Thor, whose flashing hammer drove them back into Jotunheim and guarded the summer sky with its sudden gleamings of power. So long as Thor had his hammer, Asgard was safe against the giants. One morning, Thor started up out of a long, deep sleep and put out his hand for the hammer, but no hammer was there. Not a sign of it could be found anywhere, although he searched anxiously. Then, a thought of the giants came suddenly in his mind, and his anger rose till his eyes flashed like great fires, and his red beard trembled with wrath. "'Look now, Loki!' he shouted. They have stolen Mjolnir by enchantment, and no one on earth or heaven knows where they have hidden it. We will get Freya's falcon guys and search for it, answered Loki, who was always quick to get into trouble or to get out of it again. So they went quickly to Folkvang and found Freya, surrounded by her maidens, weeping tears of pure gold, as she had always done since her husband went on his long journey. The hammer has been stolen by enchantment, said Thor. Will you lend me the falcon guys that I may search for it? If it were silver or even gold, you should have it and welcome, answered Freya, glad to help Thor find the wonderful hammer that kept them all safe from the hands of the frost giants. So the falcon guys was brought and Loki put it on and flew swiftly out of Asgard to the home of the giants. His great wings made broad shadows over the ripe fields as he swept along, and the reapers, looking up from their work, wondered what mighty bird was flying seaward. At last he reached Jotunheim, and no sooner had he touched ground and taken off the falcon guys 
Then he came upon the giant Thrym, sitting on a hill, twisting golden collars for his dogs and stroking the long manes of his horses. Welcome, Loki, said the giant. How fares it with the gods and the elves, and what has brought you to Jotunheim? It fares ill with both gods and elves since you stole Thor's hammer, replied Loki, guessing quickly that Thrym was the thief. And I have come to find where you have hidden it. Thrym laughed as only a giant when he knows he has made trouble for somebody would. You won't find it, he said at last. I have buried it eight miles underground, and no one shall take it away unless he gets Freya for me as my wife. The giant looked as if he meant what he said, and Loki, seeing no other way to find the hammer, put on his falcon guys and flew back to Asgard. Thor was waiting to hear what news he brought, and both were soon at the great doors of Folkvang. Put on your bridal dress, Freya, said Thor bluntly, after his fashion, and we will ride swiftly to Jotunheim. But Freya had no idea of marrying a giant just to please Thor, and, in fact, that Thor should ask her to do such a thing threw her into such a rage that the floor shook under her angry tread, and her neck was snapped in pieces. Do you think I am weak, lovesick girl, to follow you to Jotunheim and marry Thrym? She cried indignantly. Finding they could do nothing with Freya, Thor and Loki called all the gods together to talk over the matter and decide what should be done to get back the hammer. The gods were very much alarmed, because they knew the frost giants would come upon Asgard as soon as they knew the hammer was gone. They said little, for they did not waste time with idle words, but they thought long and earnestly, and still they could find no way of getting hold of Mjolnir once more. At last, Heimdall, who had once been a van, and could therefore look into the future, said, We must have the hammer at once, or Asgard will be in danger. If Freya will not go, let Thor be dressed up and go in her place. Let keys jingle from his waist and a woman's dress fall about his feet. Put precious stones upon his breasts, braid his hair like a woman's, hang the necklace around his neck, and bind the bridal veil around his head. Thor frowned angrily. If I dress like a woman, he said, you will jeer at me. Do not talk of jeers, retorted Loki. Unless that hammer is brought back quickly, the giant will rule in all places. Thor said no more, but allowed himself to be dressed like a bride, and soon drove off to Jodenheim, with Loki beside him, disguised as a servant maid. There was never such a wedding journey before. They rode in Thor's chariot, and the goats drew them, plunging swiftly along the way thunder pealing through the mountains and the frightening earth blazing and smoking as they passed. When Thrym saw the bridal party coming, he was filled with delight. Stand up, you giants, he shouted to his companions. Spread cushions upon the benches and bring in Freya, my bride.
My yards are filled of golden horned cows, black oxen. Please my gaze whichever way I look. Great wealth and many treasures are mine, and Freya is all I lack. It was evening when the bride came driving into the giant's court in her blazing chariot. The feast was already spread against her coming, and with her veil modestly covering her face, she was seated at the table, Thrym fairly beside himself with delight. It wasn't every giant who got to marry a goddess. If the bridal journey had been so strange that anyone but a foolish giant would have hesitated to marry a wife who came in such a turmoil of fire and storm, her conduct at the table ought to have set him on guard. For never had a bride had such an appetite before. The great tables groaned under the load of the good things, but they were quickly relieved of the burden by the voracious bride. She ate a whole ox before the astonished giant had fairly begun to enjoy his meal. Then she devoured eight large salmon, one after the other, and, having eaten up the part of the feast specially prepared for the hungry men, she turned upon the delicacies which had been made for the woman, and especially for her own fastidious appetite. Thrym looked on with wondering eyes, and at last, when she had added to these solid foods three whole barrels of mead, his amazement was so great, his astonishment getting the better of his politeness, he called out, Did anyone ever see such an appetite in a bride before? Or know a maid who could drink so much mead? Then, Loki, who was playing the part of his serving maid, thinking that the giant may have been suspicious, whispered to him, Freya was so happy in the thought of coming here that she has eaten nothing for eight whole days. Thrym was so pleased at this evidence of affection that he leaned forward and raised the veil as gently as a giant could. But he instantly dropped it and sprang back the whole length of the hall before the bride's terrible eyes. Why are Freya's eyes so sharp? he called to Loki. They burn me like fire. Oh, said the cunning serving maid. She has not slept for a week. So anxious has she been to come here. That is why her eyes are so fiery. Everybody looked at the bride, and nobody envied Thrym. They thought it was too much like marrying a thunderstorm. The giant's sister came into the hall, and just then, and seeing the veiled form on the bride sitting there, went up to her and asked for a bridal gift. If you would have any love and friendship, give me those rings of gold upon your fingers. But the bride sat perfectly silent. No one had yet seen her face or heard her voice. Thrym became very impatient. Bring in the hammer, he shouted that the bride may be consecrated and wed us in the name of Var. If the giant could have seen the bride's eyes when she heard these words, he would have sent her home as quickly as possible and looked somewhere else for a wife. The hammer was brought and placed in the bride's lap, 
and everybody looked to see the marriage ceremony. But the wedding was more strange and terrible than the bridal journey had been. No sooner did the bride's fingers close round the handle of Mjolnir that the veil which covered her face was torn off, and there stood Thor, the giant queller, his terrible eyes blazing with wrath. The giants shuddered and shrank away from those flaming eyes, the sight of which they dreaded more than anything else in all the worlds. But there was no chance of escape. Thor swung his hammer round his head, and the great house rocked on its foundations. There was a vivid flash of lightning, an awful crash of thunder, and the burning roof and walls buried the whole company in one common ruin. Thrym was punished for stealing the hammer. His wedding guests got crushing blows instead of bridal gifts, and Thor and Loki went back to Asgard, where the presence of Mjolnir made the gods safe once more. This has been Mostly Stories by Benjamin Beecher. Today we read How Thor Found His Hammer. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoyed the sound quality much better than the last episode we put out. And it's only going to get better from here. Um, if you're new to the channel and you like what you hear, please click the please click the subscribe button or let me know what you think by leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you next time.